This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to respond to a message that was sent to me in my email. You know, a lot of people email us and respond to certain things that I may say in the YouTube comment section. And this particular email had caught my attention and it caught my attention because it, when I read through it, I said, you know what? I need to publicly respond to this email in a podcast just so we can set the record straight on how I get down personally when it comes to my community. Now, first and foremost, let me say this. I love my community. I love black people worldwide. I do. I'm not saying I hate anybody because I don't because hate has no place in my heart because hate is cancer of the soul. And anyone that has actual hate in their heart, just like cancer, you can't contain it to one area. If you have hatred in your heart for other people, eventually it will even spread to the people that you say that you love. This is why the white supremacists, to bring an example, they say they hate black people, but you notice how much they attack other white people too, because they cannot contain their hate even with their own people. So for me, and I want to put this out there, I love the black community. I love everybody. And that's just the way I go with it. We are very, very a diverse community, despite of what Joe Biden says. We are the original people. History and science backs that up. So there's no reason for me to have any, any issue with my community. But in America, we have this paternalistic relationship a lot of times with those in the white community. And a lot of them doesn't realize that they act in white supremacy because they feel that they can tell us what to do as black people. They can get involved in our family affairs. They can get involved how we spend our money. They can get involved just in our overall conversations. And I know that from producing content for years, we may be discussing an issue that's relevant just to the black community. It has nothing to do with no one else. And I have noticed that the main group that are going to come and have some sort of comment to anything that we're talking about is going to be the Mzungu It's going to be them. I'm not saying that Asians may not say something here and there, which they may, but it's very rare. I'm not saying Hispanics don't say something. They do say things here and there, but it's not all the time. I'm not saying Arabs. I'm not saying no other groups don't say anything, but I'm saying this: the one who's consistently saying something, no matter what we're talking about is the Mzungu. And a lot of them don't realize their place, but something I'm going to tell them today is when it comes to me, with regards to my community, stay in your place. And this is why I'm saying stay in your place. I am about the unification of African people worldwide. That is what I'm about. I am not about to divide with none of my people unless they are a sellout, unless they are being extremely negative, unless they're being extremely toxic. If they doing any of those things, 
hurting, harming, or killing black people, which I put you in the sellout category. Because we have to understand, not just those shucking and jiving are sellouts. If you're killing black people on the streets, you are a sellout too. Because you you actually killing black people. We got enough issues and problems in this nation trying to take us out. We don't need other people to look like us to take us out. So understand that. Now, in this email that I received, the title of it is Exodus and Farrakhan. Now, you mentioned the Minister Farrakhan. Why? But let, I'm going to read the email. So it says, I watch an African Diaspora Network channel on YouTube all the time. The stories are great. You say, however, I wanted to mention two non-business but political comments. Okay. So it said, number one, Farrakhan is an anti-Semitic racist. I don't think it's a good idea to follow him. The Nation of Islam, at least in the 60s, was a pathetic hate group who assassinated Malcolm X. Okay, let's stop right there. First and foremost, these people that walk around and claim they're Christians love to put a judgment on somebody, right? Did not the same scriptures that they talk about their Christians say, judge not for in the manner that you judge, you shall be judged, our show? And these people are harsh judges, harsh, harsh judges. They don't walk around talking about forgiveness when it comes to Minister Farrakhan or anybody black to speak up. They want to condemn them immediately, right? And whatever your opinion of Minister Farrakhan, why are you writing me? I'm not the minister. I'm not his spokesperson. I'm not any of that. Okay, so why are you telling me anything about and making a judgment on the minister? Why? First of all, that just make me write you off right there. But I got to talk about this because we need to know how to address these issues. Because these people try to come in, see, for years, that's how they keep dissension going within the black community. So when he said he don't think it's a good idea to follow him, who asked you? Who asked you? about your ideas. See, that's that colonizer mentality. I'm trying to tell black people who to talk to, who to follow. Oh, this black person, these black people, oh, they're the good ones. Don't stay away from this one. Now, Malcolm X said, this is what Malcolm X said. He said that any people that the Mazungu tell you to stay away from and, and, and worry about them and, 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 and they not good for you. He said, that's the people you need to run to. And he said, anyone that the Mazungu tell you that's the good people and you need to be with them. He said, that's the ones you need to stay away from. Okay. I'm just repeating Malcolm X. Now he said the nation of Islam is at least in the sixties was a pathetic hate group who assassinated Malcolm X. Okay. First and foremost, I don't even listen to nobody within the white supremacist society make any judgment on black people. You don't have no right to determine what's hate when you have a system of white supremacy. That is the ultimate hate. You understand what I'm saying? You've been hating us for the color of our skin for hundreds of years. You have no right to come with any kind of moral judgment or moral condemnation on anybody with a white supremacist system. And I know what the nation taught underneath the honorable Elijah Muhammad. And what hate did he teach? He didn't advocate nobody to hurt nobody or harm nobody. Only they advocated for, for the most part, if you want to sum it up, is black people know who you are. Black people get your act together. Black people don't be participating in the evils of the white supremacists. Black folks do for yourself. Black folks eat right. And because we can't get along with you because you're beating us, you're killing us, you're lynching us, you're harming us, 
we need to go on this side of the corner. Maybe we can get in a, in a couple of states and just kind of chill on our own and let you just do you and let us do us. That's basically what they, I mean, in a nutshell, right? Okay. Building up the black community. So you have no right or moralistic. You don't even have a right to say nothing about the minister because you don't have no moral position to do so. You can have a moral position when the white supremacists are still murdering people like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown. Look at the people you murdering in prison, putting people in there like Khalif Browder for allegedly stealing a backpack. And look what them happened to that brother later because he was in that place. Because you, you have created savages, literally. You have created savages in the prison system. You, you have not had a day without slavery. You can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me who to be around, who not to be around. You have no authority, no right to say a word to me about who I'm going to talk to, who I'm going to follow, who I'm going to listen to within the black community. You have no right. Let's call it what it is. The reason why anybody has been following me a long time, the reason and, and why I changed my whole platform from what I used to do in the past to what you see today is because I and another sister decided to go to the million man March of 2015. And when I went, I did some research cause just me being me just cause I wanted to research into who the nation of Islam was. I researched into, you know, the honorable Elijah Muhammad, minister Farrakhan, Khalid Muhammad. I do a lot of research and I say, man, you know, I said, I'm not no Muslim or nothing. I said, but man, they tell the truth about a lot of things I've seen in my life. I said, this is quite interesting. I watched a lot of the old interviews that Farrakhan had, right? I liked how Farrakhan wasn't a punk. He wasn't scary. He wasn't backing down for nothing. And for any man that's like that, or just, I'm used to men like that period in my life. Not used to no men being punks. And, and, and what happens in society, you have a lot of black men who's punked out. Scary. I'm not, I can't be around black men like that. I can't, because you're not being a man to me. So we went to the Million Man March. I heard the message while I was there. I mean, they, I was treated very well. Me and my wife went to the Million Man March together. And we, we met a lot of people. You know, we um, got some great seats. They put us up literally in the front, you know, on, on the Capitol. I was like second row. Out there. I mean, we had great seats. I remember that time period. You know, you see Reza Islam now. Reza Islam was just kind of, you know, he was a young, young uh, uh, FOI. He wasn't the Reza Islam you know today, put it like that. But Reza Islam had a good heart. You know, he really did back in that time period. And I'm glad the brother, you know, where he at today, right? So when I was at the Million Man March, when I was sitting there in Washington, DC, I turned around and I saw the, the sea of people. I've never seen this many people in my life in, in one spot, just unified and the feeling I'm telling y'all, listen, when that unification happened, it literally felt like a drug. Literally. I've never felt unification with, with us like that in my life. And the whole time you're sitting there looking at black people just, just happy and loving on each other. Black people from all walks of life. It was, they were just wasn't in the nation of Islam. They were from all walks of life. And I seen Native Americans that was there. Um, they was, you know, and they was talking about what, what their atrocities, I was learning about the things that they've been through from straight up, straight Native Americans. You get what I'm saying? Not the $5 ones. We're talking about the ones you could say, oh yeah, they Native American. And 
my wife had a conversation with a lot of Native Americans and she was learning a lot of learn a lot of things and she was like, you know what, man, this is this has changed my this changed my life for sure coming here. And I said, yeah, and I and I remember telling my wife, I said, listen, I got to change my platform. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I said I got to speak up what's going on in, in society about the people for real. I said I got to take some responsibility. I I, I got to do something. I said when I get back to Houston. I said, I said, when I get back to Houston, my mission is to is to connect with the brothers and sisters um, in Houston, find out who's doing what, and that's when I start making a change in my platform. At least in 2015. Fast forward to 2020, of course, we made some other changes, but that that was what sparked the change for me. Is back in 2015. Okay, so you can say whatever you want to say and make judgments about the minister, but what I can say is. If it wasn't been for the, the minister's speech in 2015, I wouldn't be where I'm at today because that speech opened my eyes to see a whole lot of things that I wasn't seeing before. Okay. So for you to say anything about the brothers and sisters in the nation, I'm just not, it's nothing that I'm not going to listen to because I've seen what has happened with my situation. My little girl, she goes to a school, um, a, a black owned school that's here in Houston. That's, you know, ran by uh, the nation and my little girl is so advanced way more advanced than these kids in public school so you can't tell me nothing about the brothers and sisters in the nation at all you can't tell me a word because they have treated me and my wife and my children with much respect they have been brothers and sisters even with issues that we had you know we talked to the nation about it some personal things that I haven't talked about on YouTube. Right. And they have been brothers and sisters to us and my family. So for you to say anything about them, you can kick rocks. I don't care who they are. If they, if they Christian in our community, I'm gonna talk to them. If they don't go to church, I'm gonna talk to them. If they Hebrew Israelite, I'm gonna talk to them. If they, whatever they practice, I don't care if they gay, straight, whatever they are. If they black, I'm going to talk to them. They're my people. I will make a decision what black people I need to talk to or I need to stay away from. Are there some black folks that I stay away from? Yes. I socially distance from certain black folks because of their number one, their toxic behavior, as we talked about. Number two. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. They're possibly negative, so I, don't, I need to socially distance from them too. Or they're sellouts. I told you, that's my criteria. Toxic behavior, negativity, and selling out, I'm going to socially distance from black folks. But I make that decision, not you. I'm not looking for your approval at all. I'm going to repeat that again. I am not seeking the validation or approval of Mazungus. The only validation and approval that I am seeking is the validation and approval of my God, my family, and my community. And it doesn't include you. Now, as I stated before, when it comes to our platform, my, my platform is public. So anybody can listen to our platform and a lot of people of all groups 
have benefited and listened and they say they have learned a lot and i i'm cool with that i greatly appreciate you watching and listening i'm cool with you if you cool with me i'm cool with you i tell people all the time i'm not against people with their color i'm against evil then and i'm and i'm on the side of good so if you're a good person and you may not be in our community but you want to see the best in our community you support reparations you support us getting free hey you're a brother or sister to me if, if you own that i have no issue with you see i'm not i'm not like uh, the white supremacists and most black folks black folks have proven they're not like the white supremacists black folks don't have no hate in their heart toward nobody because we have proven it we have no actions no systemic actions to prove that we hate anybody now, do we get tired of being treated wrong? Yes. Have some black people said things because they just say that out of frustration because they're sick of the years and years and years of racial abuse and they're tired of it. And, and hey, we have not dealt with our own trauma that has come from slavery and even dealing with things today. Do you think it's not traumatic to watch a video like George Floyd for black people? No other group sit there and watch their people murdered constantly on TV by the state. And what I mean by the state police, because the police works for the state. That has an effect on you as black people. This is not right. And, and this, and we don't realize how damaged we are until we walk out of America, just on a vacation a little bit, go on vacation to the continent of Africa. I tell people that or go to the Caribbean or go somewhere else outside this place and just stay for a good, a week or two. And you're going to see how damaged we are and how like, wow, I didn't realize that we got so much stress on us. We don't even realize it. Just living here in America. Right? Then the other thing, and I've told you guys this before, speaking about going to the continent, the white supremacists don't want that. They may take, listen, the, the low level broke and I'm it broke as a joke. White supremacists, they ain't got nothing going on. They're going to be like, yeah, go back to Africa. Ah, you know, that, that's where you belong. Go back where you come from. But the white supremacists that understand things, the ones that got sense, they don't want us to go back to the continent. Because let me, let me read this other, other comment here. Now they, they say they left a comment uh, on a, on a video that I made about it being discriminated against by a bank. Okay. And they said, I'm going to assume that the video's author is Mr. Scott. And Mr. Scott is wrong. If he's encouraging black folks to leave the United States. Why am I wrong? Once again, who are you to say I'm right or wrong to tell my people to go anywhere? It is my people's decision to say, Hey, my brother talking about this. Okay. At the end of the day, that's their decision. If they want to go, my main thing is I'm not telling nobody to go to the, uh, nowhere. My ish thing was at the time period was this. Okay. Brothers and sisters, just go to the continent for a week, two weeks, one time. That's it. Because I know from personal experience, once you get there, I ain't got to tell you nothing no more. I don't have to say a word to you because that spiritual connection is going to happen when you get on the soil. I'm telling you, it is nothing that you can describe. You feel like the moment you get on the African soil, no matter what country you land in. And the first country I landed in was Ethiopia. I didn't land in West Africa. Okay. I landed in Ethiopia, but it's not about the location. It's the land. It's what it's like. It, it, it felt like, man, I'm home. I literally felt that in my spirit. And I knew I said, man, I got to tell black people this back home that just go one time. And I ain't got to tell you nothing no more. You're going to have that spiritual connection. But see, in this land, we don't have a spiritual connection of home. I have never felt that connection in this land except on the continent of Africa. I feel good. I feel like this is where I belong. Is it a place that's like America or any place in the West? No. 
But you know what? We built America. We can build that, you know, in oh, in the continent of Africa too. We are builders. We are creators. And these people know that. That's why they try to stifle us and prevent our growth and expansion because they know who we are. We make a dollar out of 15 cents. That's our people. We make the best lemonade out of lemons every day. That's who black people are. And they know this. This is why they try to always keep us oppressed because, listen, you got to oppress black people because we have the mentality to take something and make something out of it. And then on top of that, we get it popping and make it popular too. They know this. This is why they got to keep us oppressed or they let us into something. They got to be underneath their control in their companies so they can make all the money. They're not stupid. But they continue to say, put aside all the problems and complexities for individual acting uh, to actually doing. They say the most basic problem is that even if people wanted to, it would even be a small fraction of black people who want to or can afford to do that. I guess it's, you know, in the single digits for the percentage for the African-American population, given the, uh, that black would be continuing to migrate to the U S while it's un under the proposal, a small amount of black people would be immigrated from the U S. It doesn't make sense. All it does is weaken the fight against racism in the U S deprive black people of capital leadership and initiative of the black people who would be leaving the U S. Um, well, you don't know the percentage of black people and I guarantee, listen, I talk to black people every day. That's what I do. More and more black people will say, I've had black people say, look, give me my reparations. I'm out. And you know what? Reparations would put you in a good place in the continent because your money goes a lot further. You don't know what percentage of black people want to be gone or want to stay. You don't know. You don't know. And let me tell you about people immigrating to the U S if enough of us, they got the skills will go over to the continent and get it, get it popping over there. They would want to leave. Let's say it, or a nation out there. If enough of us went to Nigeria and we literally turned Nigeria into literally what's going on in the West, let's say, let's say we helped make that happen, right? We join with the Nigerians. We work together. We build it up. Why would Nigerians want to leave at that point? They wouldn't want to immigrate to the U S anymore. The reason why people from the continent of Africa, immigrate to the UK and anywhere in Europe or America is because the first problem is jobs. It's not that they hate their countries. It's jobs. Okay. They immigrate because they say doctors, the healthcare system is not up to par with pay and things like that. They'll make more money in the West. Okay. We understand that we have doctors, we have nurses, we have all kinds of people come in that's used to setting up these 24 hour emergency room clinics. We get, we get everything going. The GDP gets higher. We use these resources to do, we, you know, to get the GDP up, selling it to the world, doing what we got to do. And we get that going, right? You know what I'm saying? It would be no reason for a Nigerian, a Ghanaian, uh, someone from Sierra Leone, Kenya, Ethiopia, South Africa, or South Africa, you know, I mean, look at South Africa. I don't see a whole lot of immigrants coming from South Africa over here. Not to say they don't, but they're not coming over here as much as versus countries that don't have that amount of development. Because South Africa has a lot of infrastructure there. So most Africans that I met, not, not begging to come here. They're not. It's only a few of them. A lot of them, like they told me, we love our, our continent. We love our countries. The only reason we immigrate is because of the opportunities. That's it. But so if the opportunities were here, we ain't going nowhere. 
So if black Americans went there and helped assisted, you know, with everybody, not saying we're going to do Lord master take over. No, 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 that's not what we're doing. We, we come in to, to integrate it to the system, bring our expertise, bring, you know, some funds, help get it popping. Nobody coming over here at that point. Matter of fact, people is flooding the continent. Now Chinese white folks won't leave all kind of people going in, in there. No, the fact is, once again, you trying to tell black people what to do. You trying to tell black people don't go over there with other black people. Who are you to tell us to not to go to Africa or who's going to leave or who's not going to leave? You don't know that. See people like that is the main ones that has ladies and gentlemen caused dissension with our um, global community. They're the main ones. They're the ones put out the propaganda that Africans are this way. Look at them. Then they the same ones go to the continent of Africa and say, oh yeah, African Americans are this way or Caribbeans are this way. Stay away from them. They're the main ones because they understand our unity is as, as the honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about is stronger than an atomic bomb. And that is the truth. And they know it. They don't want us to get together. They want us to join together with our own people, eradicate all these colonial, colonial issues and problems that's over there in the continent. They don't want us to help, you know, as our uh, brother Amin Ra has said, uh, and rest in peace, my brother Amin Ra, uh, bring all this to, to help modernize the continent. Because the young people on the continent, for me, going there, they're ready. They're ready for it. They are ready. They're ready to build. They're ready to work. And that, that's made, that made me so positive about the continent that the people, the young people are ready. They're ready for that change. They're sick of the old system. They're sick of corrupt leaders. They're ready for, for modern Africa. Shoot, they're they ready for Africa to look like Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the whole continent. That's what they're ready for. And that can, that can happen. That can happen because they got some awesome minds on that continent. Just as much you got awesome minds in the Caribbean, just as much you got awesome minds in Latin America as you know, have us as black people in a, the U.S., in Canada, in Europe, in Asia. Listen, we are in the four corners of the earth and we have brilliant people that can make a change. So it is to their advantage that we stay apart. But you're not going to keep us apart because the 400 years are up. And as you can see, your world is tumbling down. So stay out the way because I'm not the brother to tell who to talk to. You're not going to tell me that. This is why I'm making sure everything I'm doing, I'm setting up outside of all these other platforms that the other folks control. Like right now, you know, we are doing a, you know, overhauls on our website. We may, we do a whole lot of things. I'm not going to go into details except on my website, kind of like what we're doing, but there's a lot of things that we're doing there. Why? Because I understand that, we got to make sure that we have our own place to talk. That's not in control of anybody. Nobody can say, I'm going to report you. Well, what's the point of being somewhere you can be reported? You get what I'm saying? Not to say that we're going to say things that are so offensive that cause that, but you know, haters are haters and they do what they do. We, we as black folks got to push to have our own. Now, some platforms are more free than others. Yes. Podcasting is definitely more free than others, but still we need to have our own location and I own everything period. Okay. We got to have that ladies and gentlemen. So don't let these people tell you or me who to talk to in our community. We talk to where we want to talk to. We break bread. who We want to break bread with. Okay. We don't listen to them. We don't acknowledge them because do we go around telling them what Mzungu's for them to talk to? No, we don't do that. We stay in our lane. 
because we got enough problems and issues to deal with. Not worry about them. I don't go to their channels and say, hey, you shouldn't be talking to them. I don't care. I don't. I'm worrying about my own business. But, you know, brothers and sisters, I want to just let you know that, like I said, just, you know, I, I will take emails if, if, if it's something that we can be put from the greater good. And this was an email that, that was for the greater good, for just to teach something, right? Never let these people tell you to who to talk to, who not to talk to in your own community. That's a decision for you to make, not them. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going helps us to change upgrade buy equipment you know eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys so support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate we definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now we love you we cherish you thank you for everything that you're doing see you next time